0: Welcome back. Today, we are talking about that time of year, the final time of year, the end of the year and the start of a new one. And with every good, with every good new year comes those wonderful things, New Year's resolutions. Ben, what you got on uh, your New Year's resolution list?
1: Well, uh, it's going to be to lose 150 pounds for sure.
0: There won't be much Ben left after that. That's
1: okay. Everybody else is losing weight. I'm going to lose the most weight.
0: Anyway. (laughs) Bye, Ben.
1: (laughs) I know. Bye. There
0: there will be a puddle left.
1: I think that's that's probably overestimating how much is going to be left. But anyway, in all seriousness, I actually do take New Year's resolutions pretty seriously. Not going to lie. I take resolutions throughout the year seriously, though. But New Year's, I do think, is a great time for me to go ahead and kind of take a day, reflect on the year, and just kind of say, okay, how did I do in all the major areas of my life? So, I actually wanted to share uh, what I do for myself every year. I have shared this with other people, and they've found it to be helpful. So, I'm going to share it with all of our devoted listeners here, and hopefully, it'll be helpful for you guys, too. So, I did not come up with this idea. Just throwing that out there. That is not my idea, but it's what I do for me. Uh, I have a five part resolution every year. I do the same thing. So I have a spiritual goal, a mental goal, physical, emotional, and relational. What that means is uh, that I just kind of pick five different goals for and, and you know, one for each category and everything. And it's the idea is to kind of make sure that I am not just picking one area of my life and putting all of the emphasis on that. So like this year, I mean, I'm trying to think back to what I did this year for each of these, I think for spiritual, it was to start doing some journaling, um, specifically like biblical journaling. And actually, yeah, yeah. you know, it's a new habit to try out. Uh, I, I, had not really journaled much beforehand. I've tried it before. I'm going to be honest, man. It's still really difficult for me to do. It's just, it doesn't come naturally to me. But like, I feel like all of the great thinkers and Christians in history journaled.
0: Probably. I I, I don't know. know. I, I always look at journaling as like, I tell my students, journaling is helpful because one it's a place... To, to like mentally emotionally dump but two it's also something great to look back on and be like where did yeah. I come from where am I going and especially as a reminder of like I hate like if God's here. taken <laughs> you from something really hard you can be reminded of like hey I've been through hard things before God still took care of me through it and I did feel this same way going through it
1: yeah I, I've looked back through some of my old journal entries and let me just tell you, I went through some dark places in seminary, and it's really uncomfortable looking back and going, Was I really feeling like that? You know, is that, is it, did I really write that out? Uh, so, yeah, there, there's definitely, a, definitely some benefit to having the ability to look back and reflect on where you've come from. I think for me, the biggest benefit of that was more just it helped me to stop reading scripture just for the sake of, reading scripture and really make sure I'm digging in and chewing on and focusing on smaller chunks. Uh, So I I think it was pretty helpful mentally. uh, I'm going to brag about myself here for a second and it's not really bragging, but everyone acts like it is. So I like learning languages. It's just a hobby of mine. It's not something that I do so I can show off how smart I am or anything like that. I just enjoy it. It's fun for me. It's like a game. There's a great app out there called Duolingo, and if you're listening, you should tell me if you want to try it so I can send you a link, and then that way I get free Duolingo Plus. Free plug you there. you put that
0: in the comment notes, your, link, yes, your affiliate I will link put, for Duolingo? I will put my
1: affiliate link in the show notes, so that way, if you want to sign up for Duolingo, I can get free Duolingo Plus, and I would really love and appreciate you very much for that. <laughs> Anyways, so I picked nine different languages on Duolingo and like one per month focused on a different language each month. For the record, the first three months were spent learning all of the different alphabets and scripts. So I had to, I already knew Greek and Hebrew from seminary. Uh, Will remembers the horrors of learning those languages. Then... PTSD. So bad. Then I had to learn the Russian, Arabic and korean alphabets so that was really it was really difficult but i did it and i actually i'm really glad i did uh duolingo sends out a kind of like spotify wrapped but for duolingo and
0: everybody doing a a wrapped version this year
1: i'll be honest i think it's kind of cool i like getting to know the results
0: of my year you know what did what did i do with my year some some of them i really like others of them i'm like i really didn't need to know this well,
1: Duolingo's was helpful for me. I learned thirty-three hundred words across ten different languages. I was pretty, pretty proud of that. I thought that was kind of cool. Physically, ah, uh, dang, what did I do physically this year, Will? Aside from sit on the couch, uh,
0: trying to do body weight fitness.
1: Yeah, I made a resolution though. I don't remember what it was. I think I think it had something to do with weight loss, uh, but
0: not one hundred and fifty pounds emotion oh also the math on that the so i, I just plugged in randomly into a calculator uh-huh. of like a 200 pound person the skeleton alone is 28 pounds for a male there mm. so you would likely just be bones and maybe less oh,
1: nice that's, you
0: lost 150 like
1: it's a good look yeah New hot look this summer. Skin and bones. Anyway, uh, oh, was it so emotional? Uh, I think I did emotional slash social kind of thing, but anyways, it was to you know do some kind of new adventure with friends. We did do that, we went on a camping trip with some friends. That so was an interesting week. We'll leave it at that. And then relational, that's between me and Michaela, but you know, just making, uh, we, we made a relational goal between the two of us. So anyways, that's kind of how I do it. It's a five part, like holistic, I hate that word, but you know, holistic resolutions rather than just picking one kind of surface level thing. Overall, it's a time for me to look back on the year and say, how can I make myself better? Uh, for next year that that's how I do resolutions. will what does new years so, mean to you?
0: or do you ha- so you just wanna wanna go through your categories real quick. Uh, so you so you do something spiritual, something mental, something physical, something emotional slash something socially. relational yes okay, cool. Yeah, good, yeah that is a good little frame of mind for like anytime you're trying to get change in your life uh, because you really can't hit change in just one of those categories. Like, I, I feel like our life's so intertwined. Like, yeah, you're really going to end up hitting just peripheral, hitting something else. And so, yeah, look, looking at all five of those is helpful, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I, I was going to say that's actually a big part of the motivation for doing that is because they're so interconnected. So, for example, the emotional thing, if you struggle with depression, and you're also in really bad physical health, chances are those two things are connected. And improving your physical health will often help your emotional health. Yep. If you don't do anything to improve your mental like academic health, uh, then it's going to be a lot harder to dive deeper spiritually because there's just going to be those boundaries of there's a lot of knowledge out there. But if you're not used to consuming a higher level of content, it's going to be really difficult to get at that knowledge sometimes. So they all—they mm-hmm. all kind of—they work together, and yeah. So, Will, tell me about your New Year's.
0: What do you do? Uh, my New Year's resolution started on uh, Monday of this week, um, and we're recording before Christmas. And it's trying to get back into the gym regularly. Stop
1: breaking the fourth wall. This is the New Year's episode.
0: It is, but it's being recorded before Christmas. <clears throat> wow. Because I got people, people need to know it's been like two weeks by the time Christmas or but by, by the time New Year's happens, it's already been going on because I actually really don't like New Year's resolutions. I think it's silly because um, like, so like I, I was looking at it, I'm like, man, I really should get back in the gym. I should get healthy, uh, just, you know, upkeeping, trying to stay on top of everything. I've run around with students every week. I should probably be doing stuff on the off days too. And for a while I was doing great on it and I've been slipping. So my thought process was why wait until the new year? Like it, it, why, why pick that magical day? And I, I struggle with that every year where it's like, everybody has, Oh, new, new year, new me. Uh, First of all, no, it is the same. You, (laughs) you are not making that big of changes. Most of the time. Um, it it doesn't make sense for me to wait for the new year, especially for a decision where it's like trying to get get in better shape. I go into the new year now with two weeks of progress rather than nothing.
1: Yeah, I actually see a lot of value in that. I'm going to say you still actually do like New Year's resolutions. You just don't want to be told
0: when to start them because it is December, so isn't that just a resolution then? I mean, not specific to New Year's then.
1: I mean, it's not, but it's the it's, it's the, the energy resolution. around the end of the year is what made you think about it. I, no, I,
0: mm-hmm. no, it's the energy around all the Christmas cookies. <laughs> it's in and the Christmas don't get me cookies. wrong; they are delicious, and they, they I have had some amazing cookies and cinnamon rolls and all sorts of goodies. I've had too many of those deliciousnessness. Delicious-ness. Goodness. Deliciousness. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a thing. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. For but, sure. you know, it's just like, man, if I'm enjoying all this, I need to be enjoying some of that, uh, that time in the gym.
1: So what's the, what's the benefit then for, for you? And I'm not saying there's not, I'm just, I want to hear it from your words. Like, what do you view as the benefit of saying, all right, I'm going to make a commitment to start going back to the gym. Why, why does that even matter for you?
0: Is it so just for- about getting swole? Getting swole, getting big, getting swole. Uh no, it's it, it is part partly like yes, wanna want again shape. I love uh putting up those big heavy numbers in the gym on uh you know, good good squat rack. It's a good day right there when we start breaking your body weight.
1: Squatting oh. 120 pounds. Heck yeah, boy.
0: Bro, that's like half my body weight. <sighs> uh but no, it's it's fun because one, I enjoy it Two, It keeps you in shape, keeps you able to keep up with the things around you. And three, it's also like really good mentally and emotionally. Yeah. I, I have my little little smartwatch and it tracks my steps. And, you know, I try to make sure that I'm getting at least 6,000 every day and a great place to get that at the treadmill on the gym, especially because for us, Florida friends out there,
1: hmm.
0: you guys can go outside pretty much year round and do stuff. <laughs> it's no. 36 degrees outside. Oh, you can go outside and just sweat. You
1: can stand outside and sweat. But dude, yeah. you you've clearly forgotten about the severe heat advisories that we get at least 2 out of 3 days in the summer where they say don't stand outside too long, you might die. So Then
0: we would we would have those and I would still go on like a 5-mile walk talking with you on the phone. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I did
0: too. I just drink a lot of water. It didn't feel very good. <laughs> and don't die. But it's much more accessible in Florida to go outside throughout the winter. That's fair. That's than fair. it is here, where it's currently 36 degrees. Uh, it's not very. Uh, it's
1: not much better fun here. Running weather. It's not much better here, to be honest. It's actually. I think we're. I think we're gonna get. Yeah, down you guys to the, get in the
0: cold front now.
1: We are. It's cu- okay. You know, it is currently 61. It's going to get down to 59 tonight, but on Christmas, we are going to see wind chill down to like 21 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. How's that for cold, Mr. Pennsylvania?
0: I mean, you you guys are getting it for a couple days. I don't think we've seen 50 in the past.
1: Let me enjoy my my white Christmas. This is the closest. Your white Christmas? This is the closest I'm going to get to a white Christmas. So
0: come come on up. We'll we're probably going to have a white christmas this year we're slated to you know um, what i i think it's only time only time will tell by by the time people are listening they'll be like yes it was a white christmas or no it wasn't it was a total bust that's sure but is. i digress because the whole idea getting back to to making a resolution making yes. a difference is for me the opportunity to just say hey i want to make a change Let's go ahead and do that now instead of putting it off until later. Absolutely. Uh, Especially something like the gym where it will be more annoying to get it started in the new year because there's going to be a lot more people there. Yeah. It's easier to get in the habit now and get a couple weeks of of workouts in and then be ready for the new year and be like, all right, there's people here, but I'm already in my routine. I just want to get in, do my thing, get out.
1: Yeah, I, I, and I agree with you. And actually, I think that's a good segue into my next question, uh, which is what are some drawbacks or maybe some mistakes that people make when it comes to New Year's resolutions? And I think, I think that mentality of, well, I'm going to start next year. I think that's really the first one. Yes. The moment that you say, I'm going to start, not now, but later- you're kind of already setting yourself up for failure. You're waiting for an arbitrary day to come along and say, "At this point, I'm going to start making myself better." But if you really wanted it, why wait? You know, I I agree right. with you on that. It's a lot of times I do end up starting my resolutions before the new year. I just like the the annual reminder that, "Ah, yes, I should probably take some time to reflect on my life." Though right. admittedly, I should do that more often than once a year.
0: Well, and I think that's that's part of it is it does offer the calendar date for everybody to collectively look at and be like, what changes do I want to make? That can be good, but I don't think we should be so socially conditioned of only looking at that once a year.
1: So what other days then or not days, I'm sorry, I'm looking at another thing. I just searched it up. I'm about to tell you guys in a second, but uh, what other drawbacks might there be to the way that we typically do new year's do new year's resolutions
0: i mean one we're never guaranteed tomorrow oof Oof. the the harsh reality is you know we are we we have today yeah we don't know for sure if we got tomorrow we might have a pretty good pretty good idea that we got tomorrow nothing guaranteed accidents happen uh tragedy strikes We'd never know what state we'll be in tomorrow. the other thing is Pennsylvania. Yes. Oh, what state we'll be in. Yeah.
1: Come on. (laughs) That was good. We'll be
0: in Maryland by this time. (sighs) But, um, (laughs) but no, the other thing is we, we also get, or I have seen it happen many times where somebody will miss a day and all of a sudden, eh, maybe next week. Eh I'll start at February first, not January first. Eh. And it like it's just easy to push it back because we miss that arbitrary first day. And it just doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah, for sure. Another point here related, uh with people quitting, is that a lot of times we go into New Year's resolutions or resolutions in general, uh, alone. We make it a personal thing and that's fine. You should make resolutions about yourself. If your resolutions are to, you know, make your friends be less weird or something and your resolutions are telling other people what to do, you probably are missing the point. But self-improvement does not need to happen on your own. And in fact, it goes a lot better with some accountability. So I would say that's a, that's a big mistake. A lot of people make is they say, well, I'm just going to do this alone And if you think that I'm crazy on this, there is actually a day called January 13th, which is Quitter's Day.
0: I've heard that before. Yes.
1: It is literally the most common time for people to have already quit their New Year's resolutions. It's the second Friday in January. So this year it will be January 13th. But Quitter's Day. It's when people just, they just give up. And again, if you're doing it on your own, it's really easy to give up because the only person you're letting down is yourself. But if you say, well, I'm going to do my resolutions with someone, or at least I'm going to tell someone else about it. It gives you that accountability and sometimes just the motivation of knowing somebody else knows somebody's doing it with me. Someone else cares. Big, big mistake. Easy to fix.
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: Any other Things that people maybe get wrong on the
0: resolutions. I, I think this part goes hand in hand with actually Quitters Day, but it's being unrealistic about your resolutions. Because mm-hmm. especially, oh.
1: do you think 150 pounds is unrealistic? I just I need you to hold me to accountable real quick.
0: Then it's a little unrealistic. Dang it! Just try 140. Okay. Okay. Got it. Done. <laughs> But no, like people will set unrealistic expectations of themselves. And I think going back to to like Ben set up, a spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, and relational thing. If you are weaker in one of those categories and you are stronger in others, and so maybe you have a great, you are a very academic person and your mental goal is to read a book every month for the year. And that's very attainable for you. But then if you set something spiritual to the equivalent of that intensity and say, all right, I'm going to go from not praying at all to, I'm going to pray an hour and a half every day. You're going to struggle in making that jump because you are biting off a bigger goal than you can probably chew on. Yeah. And so you need a, to, to, Going with that accountability, hopefully somebody that's holding you accountable can tell you, hey, that's a really big goal. Why not we start smaller and then build up to that? You know, your, your end goal might be to spend an hour and a half in prayer every day. But maybe you need to start with try pa- playing twice a day for five minutes.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And then build up to that. But so <clears throat> when you just try to, like, make a huge shift. It can be really hard. And then that becomes discouraging because now I've missed my goal for the first two weeks. I'm done.
1: Yep. And on the 13th, all those resolutions went out the window.
0: Yep. So, yeah, people people like to be a bit unrealistic with their New Year's resolutions.
1: Yeah. And I, and I would add to that, too. You made a note here, and I think it's worth mentioning, that there's there's also sometimes not just bigger than we can achieve, but bigger goals than we need to do. and. Yes. Not all of your resolutions need to be needs. They can be things that are just because you want to. Like reading, uh, I did a uh, reading 10 books in a year, one year. I didn't need to read 10 books in a year, but it was good for me. I enjoyed it. But sometimes we set these goals that are way like losing 140 pounds. I probably only need to lose 120, but I'm going to get really discouraged when I, I just I keep trying to lose 140 pounds and, and that's far beyond what I need. Guys, I hope you realize I'm not trying to lose 140 pounds,
0: but... <laughs> no, you're trying to lose 150.
1: Yes. Thank you, Will. He's my accountability partner. So again, there's sometimes... We, we set goals that are, are so high for ourselves and really what we're doing is just putting pressure on ourselves. No one else is putting that pressure on us. We, all, the thing with resolutions is ultimately... They're self-imposed. So if you're going to set a resolution, at least do something that's that's beneficial to you. Uh, we've we've stayed fairly secular in this discussion so far. So I do want to, this is everyday faith. We're going to talk about faith a little bit at some point. And so I want to bring it back a little bit and talk about resolutions specifically for Christians. I think we might open it up and say, let's talk about resolutions, not just for New Year's, right? But just in general, this idea of resolving to make ourselves better somehow. So the first thing that comes to mind is what Will said. One of the one of the things we get wrong is we say, well, I'm just going to start tomorrow. I'm going to start next week. I'm going to start New Year's. And Will mentioned this idea that we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And there's actually scripture attests to that. Uh, there's a passage in James 4, where it says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you're a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. So, Will, when you think about resolutions for Christians— and again, we're we're talking about resolutions as specifically a declaration, a personal declaration of I am going to change something, whether it's adding a behavior, stopping a behavior, whatever the change is. What are some good resolutions that maybe Christians ought to be thinking about?
0: I think using a resolution as a time to build habits. I feel like we talk about habits pretty regularly, but they're so important because it's it's what's ingrained in us, is what we do regularly. So you can use this time or resolution to build up something. Like I said, prayer earlier. Prayer is a great habit to start to build. Start small, you build up to it. Also saying, I'm gonna read a chapter of scripture every day. And maybe if you're going from not reading any scripture regularly to reading regularly maybe you start with the chapter a day because doing the like bible in a year plan that's a little more than a chapter in a day and some people that might be doable other people that might be a big big bite Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and maybe you start with the chapter and then halfway through you'd be like all right i'm gonna start now in in july now i want to start doing it in for the year from july to july Fasting is another great one oh. that I don't think we all like, I don't know, but do you, do you see that practiced super often corporately?
1: Uh, corporately? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I think my church might have done a collective fast before. I think we've maybe done it one time since I've been there, like a collective fast. But to be honest, even on an individual level, this is not something I see very often. I used to, actually myself, I used to fast once a week. And I don't know why I stopped. But I knew it was really good for me when I was doing it.
0: Um, Because food is delicious.
1: Well, okay. So that's that's a good comment to get into a little bit more about. What is fasting, Will?
0: I think fasting – The the traditional aspect of fasting.
1: You're you're way off already. The answer is it's the opposite of slowing. (laughs) Boom! Got him. All right, sorry, continue. Give me the actual answer here.
0: Yes, the the traditional aspect of fasting often used in scriptures talking about like not eating food for a given time period, whether it be twenty-four hours, week, three days, whatever, but giving up food for that time now in today's society we also often use the term fasting to go with like a social media fast or a fast from something unhealthy maybe maybe it's just a fast on eating fast food no being like nope no fast food for me for the next month go see what happens see if i get healthier uh But yeah, you you have a lot of different kinds of fasting that have developed. But But the idea is to give up something and then give that time back to God. Yeah. So people would fast a meal and they wouldn't do it for work productivity. They would fast a meal and say, I'm not going to eat either lunch or I'm not going to eat for a day, but I'm going to take the time that I would be eating and preparing food and use that to pray. Use that for some time in the scriptures and use that time to get closer to God. Yeah, And so you you hit these different nuances of fasting. But I I, I asked corporately and specifically because I remember I used to be a part of a church that did a New Year's fast every year. And it was really cool because it was the accountability of the community together to fast together. Because I feel like fasting is one of those things where if you're the only one feeling miserable and I mean, there's biblical reasons not to be telling everyone you're miserable. That's going to say Jesus does not go around like you're feeling yeah, miserable. Yeah, Jesus says don't go around telling people. But at least if you are doing it together, you can share each other's burdens on that and be like, "Yeah, today is sure. today's been a rough day." That's that's had, very true. Had juice and water, and when you're not going and gloating to somebody to say, "Man, I'm real spiritual. I've only had a little bit of juice and water. I haven't had coffee in two weeks." Like you can come off as like spiritual gloaty or you can come off as like we're in this together trying to draw close to God. Yeah. So like, I, I always like the idea of corporate fasting, but it's definitely it's, it's a hard sell for many.
1: Yeah, it's it corporate is. Food. I think I think part of that's a cultural thing, too, is like especially now we live in a society that. Really believes in self-indulgence, and I don't even know that they hide that word of indulgence. Like that's a that's a frequently used adjective to describe food. Is like it's indulgent chocolate, and uh, you know the like indulging in I don't know body care stuff like bath bombs and lotions and like. We really like, we are very bold and open about the fact that we teach indulgence. So fasting being literally the opposite of that is not a very popular practice anymore.
0: So are you saying indulgence is the equal to slowing? Yeah. Yeah. Indulgence is equal to slowing. They're both opposites of fasting. Because the more
1: you indulge yourself in your indulgent chocolates, the slower you get. And the less chocolate you eat, the
0: less you weigh, the faster you get. The math checks out here. <laughs> um,
1: there were a couple well, those other good
0: habits we can, we can
1: look at. Oh, I, I see you're jumping ahead. Well, I wanted to say a couple more things on fasting and then we're going to oh, move on. Oh, just sorry, real quick, real quick. Promise the fasting with fasting too, though. I think actually scripture does mention fasting. That's not just food. Uh, interestingly enough, there is a reference to fasting from, for our younger audience, we will say marital relations, uh, for a time. So it's not just food. There is biblical evidence that like fasting does not just have to be from food. But the other thing you mentioned is that fasting is often used as a time to get closer to God, which is a great practice for us. But also fasting can be used as a way of almost invoking God's help. So there's mm-hmm. a there's a scene where Jesus's apostles tried to drive out a demon and it didn't work. And Jesus comes up and Typical to Jesus's form is like, you faithless and adulterous generation. Not really typical to Jesus's form, but it's just a funny reaction to read from the outside. Um, And he says, the reason you couldn't drive it out is because this kind of spirit can only be driven out by fasting and prayer. Um, There's a lot more context to the faithless and adulterous generation. So if you want to read that, it'll be in the show notes. But the point was that... He actually calls on the people to fast as a way of invoking God's help in certain situations. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's almost like if I give up myself and my own energy, then God is going to fill in that gap. So again, a really good habit to encourage if you're looking for a resolution to make, fasting is a great one to try. Even if you do it literally one time this year, give it a try. Worst case scenario you will end up feeling a little closer to God. Can't go wrong with that. Is that that the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is you end up feeling close to God. That's what I'm saying. So there is literally no bad situation. The best case scenario is you end up feeling closer to God and maybe he reveals something to you. Maybe he also comes through in some area of your life. You get a breakthrough. So it can only be better.
0: I was gonna say the worst case scenario, if you feel nothing spiritual during the time, is you feel a little hungry. Oh, well, I mean, I guess that's that's, that's true. the true worst case there. Like you give up food for a day or two, like the worst thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna be hungry. Unless you have like dietary needs you need, like and that's that's a whole other discussion. But all right, all right. anyways, moving on. You're gonna be hungry.
1: So Now, this one, I'm going to actually make you explain this because you wrote this down. I want to hear what you have to say about it. So Mm. a good habit that we can resolve to do is practicing peace. Will, why don't you talk about that one a little bit?
0: Yeah, because it's not something I think peace is something that's not passive Mm. as much as we would like to make it think that peace is just like staying away from chaos. Like, no, chaos happens around us. People like to fight. People like to argue. I think making it a point of being a peacemaker and actively working through and supporting peace, trying to just make that your resolution of like, I'm not going to be a part of chaos. I'm not going to be a part of strife, arguments, whatever unless I'm being a part of like ending it in a truly like, I just want to create peace way. Cause I think that does kind of go back to your heart as well. Cause you can also be trying to end chaos by uh, just making it worse and be like, Hey, I'm ending this argument slam your fist on the desk and be like, this is how it's going to go.
1: It's the tyrant's classical argument is I'm bringing peace. But in reality, what they're doing is they're just bringing a stronger form of tyranny that no one can fight against.
0: Exactly.
1: <clears throat> Getting exactly.
0: deep here. But yeah, practicing peace by like being consciously aware of like, is what I am doing, creating peace in my life and in the life of others. Yeah. If no, I should probably be doing something different.
1: Yeah, and and I'll I'll add a a verse to attest to this idea that peace is not passive. Um, The Beatitudes has a very famous verse, and people love putting this on police cars and things like that. It says, blessed are the peacemakers. You'll notice he doesn't say blessed are those at peace or blessed are the peaceful, but the peacemakers. There's an implication of they are doing something to create peace. And so this practicing peace idea, it's this idea of resolving to say, I am going to be that person who brings peace in whatever way it is that you need to. Maybe it's you're gonna practice peace by settling all of the bad accounts in your family this year. Whatever arguments, whatever strife there may be, it's gonna be. I'm going to get these all settled. Like this is the year that it ends. However, God's calling you to make peace. Uh, it's a great it's a great practice. I I like that one. Well, that's a, a unique one I've not heard before.
0: Yeah, and the other aspect is on, on the internal is not allowing things to shake you. Ooh. And that that's that's hard. It, it it is a practice.
1: Are you saying it's a choice how we respond to things? Yes. Wow.
0: Oh yeah. No. Our our responses are Definitely driven by a decision either we make in the moment or we've made previously choices, lead feelings, follow.
1: That sounds like another episode that we could probably do an entire episode on. Uh, So we should write that down. I want to move on because we're, we're getting into a long episode here, but it's good stuff. Good stuff. Another habit, another resolution that you could try and make something that would be very good for you as a Christian. And it goes hand in hand with making peace is giving up gossip giving up slander. Mm. So uh, this is a huge one. We, we very much live in a world that thrives on gossip and slander and all sorts of malicious talk about other people, because let's Still face the it, tea. it is much easier to focus on other people's problems and shortcomings than our own. So there's, Two ways we can look at it. We can either say, if you can't beat them, join them, because it's always been that way. Like There's, there's a reason that Jesus told us not to gossip, because people in Jesus' day gossip too. And 2,000 years before that, they gossiped. And, oh, it's, been a, it's been a problem as old as time. So we can look at it as, well, we can't beat them. It's just part of life. It's natural human behavior. Or we can say, this stops with me. And we can make a commitment to say, this year... I am going to be the place where that gossip stops. When it comes to me, I will shut it down. Not just say, I'm not going to pass it along, but I'm also going to say, don't bring this kind of information to me. Don't come to me to to rant about other people. And especially if you know it's not true, don't spread lies to me. Um, right. That's a, that's a huge one. Will, any more thoughts on giving up gossip and slander as a, a resolution we can make?
0: Yeah, it's definitely a, a two-part thing of one saying it stops with me, it comes to me, it ain't going to go any farther. And and maybe that's as far as you can take your, your New Year resolution. Because it is another thing to call it out and be like, hey, that, that's not good. That's not really building anybody up. It's not helping anybody. You're just spreading, like the worst is a rumor or even... Like you might be spreading something that is true, but there's no need for that to go around. Mm. Um, so it's it's the the two lines there is like, you know, first saying I will not repeat it or partake in it. It's another resolution. I think at like a, a level two of the resolution to say, I'm going to call it out and be like, nope, stop it. Knock it off or I'm going to throw my shoe at you.
1: Will, why don't you tell us about this last Habit that
0: we should build oh, uh, because this is this is that something. I don't talk about every other week. I
1: know. I've never heard but you mention this so word before.
0: Important. What is to it? Make Will? a point of making a resolution of saying this year, this month, this week, this whatever. I am going to take a Sabbath. We spend way too much time in the world with the world telling us, like, "Hey, you are judged by your productivity." The Sabbath is saying, no, you are not. You don't have to be productive all the time to be valued. Mm-hmm. God designed us to take a Sabbath, take a day of rest, 24 hours. It doesn't mean a five-minute break here and there. Honestly, I think as, as I think about Sabbath and think about resolutions, I always remember the old joke of a pastor telling somebody like, oh man, I work all seven days of the week because the devil the devil don't take a day off. And <sighs> the response was maybe she should get a better role model than the devil. Then.
1: Oh, uh, snap. That. Mm. Have you never heard that one before? I've not. Like, I've heard the first half of that. And I've actually heard that a lot of times in a serious light, not just a, a joke, but.
0: Oh no, th- that is, that is my snap back. You better get like, <laughs> God didn't have a God better. I did not role need model. the seventh day to rest for himself. He oh, did that
1: for us. Man, Get a
0: better role model.
1: Wow, that's good. I like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to use that one.
0: Feel free, take it. You you hear anybody say they they work seven days a week because the devil don't take a day off? Snap back at them. Get a better role model.
1: Now this is where I'll step in, and this is probably the one time when I have to be like the moderator for Will. Normally it's the other way around. I feel like I'm very passionate. Um, actually, in my recent Candidacy interview, I was told that's one of my gifts is that I am a very passionate person. Um, so will oftentimes is my balance. But in this time, I'm going to balance will and say, if you're not able to take a full 24-hour Sabbath yet, this is especially one where it is good to try and start small. Yes, if take, you really, take what
0: you can. Right?
1: Yeah, if you really are just like, I, I have to work six days a week and then the seventh day is just spent trying to keep my life together – Take it a little bit at a time. Start with saying, I'm going to give God two hours and just, I'm not going to work for two hours on one day, but make a practice setting that time aside and then grow it until eventually you can encompass a whole day. And that's something that I can say personally, that's an effort that God will absolutely reward. Even just taking those two hours, he will reward it and make it that you can eventually get to a whole day. He doesn't ask us to do things we're not capable of. So when God says, honor the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, he he meant that it's doable. He wouldn't ask you to do it if he didn't think you couldn't do it. So I, I promise, take a little bit of time each week. If you can't take a full day, start with taking a little bit of time. If you can take a full day, do it. But if you can't, this is one where it is definitely okay to start on a level one and work your way up. We've we've covered several different uh, resolutions here. We've got prayer, scripture, fasting, practicing peace, giving up gossip and slander, and, and lastly, of course, is the Sabbath. So, we Will, let, let's just kind of close out with some – what are some tips we can give to help make effective resolutions and then also to make sure we stick to the resolutions?
0: Yeah, I think first one is as much as I dislike social media – Uh, make it public, tell people like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And whether that's posting it out to social media, because if you post it out, people will be looking to hold you accountable because people love to be like, Hey, you said you're going to do this and you didn't. Uh, It might be a little brutal, but they'll usually call you out on it. But at least letting other people in your circle know of like, Hey, I am trying to do this. I need to know. Like I, I texted my brother on Monday saying, Hey, every day I need you to text me and be like, go to the gym he hasn't done it but then when i call him <laughs> at night he's like did you go to the gym i'm like yes i did no thanks to you texting me uh love you Brett. he's like it's not my job set oh a, set a reminder but he does ask me later and he's like hey did you, did you do it? it yeah and that level of accountability is like because reality when we're talking at night It is early enough that if I have not done it, he can be like, no, go do it right now. Jim's going to be busy. I don't care. Go do it right now. And having accountability helps you, one, somebody else to, to be like, hey, go do it. Two, you can go into stuff together and say, we're both going to do it. And then you're holding each other accountable for your own stuff and pushing each other towards it.
1: I'll add to that too, that in a, in a scriptural sense, we know that there is, <clears throat> there is power in the light and that it like Jesus tells us to make sure that we live in the light, meaning live in such a way that people are aware of how we talk and how we're acting uh, because everything that happens in the dark is going to be exposed. Anyways, there is a lot of, there's a lot of power in living In a public way and living in the light as opposed to in the dark, that, that accountability is something that we're called to as Christians. Uh, we know also it says as iron sharpens iron, so one brother sharpens another because we are made to live in community. We are made in such a way that we, we find strength in the fellowship of working together on ourselves and as a community. Like we, we find that strength in working together as a, as a group, um, I would also add to when you make your resolutions, whether it's for New Year's or you're just making a resolution throughout the year, make sure you pray over it. It's really, really easy to make a resolution that's for us. And again, I'm going to go back to the weight loss one, because this is one that I think it's the first resolution everybody goes, oh, I'm going to lose 30 pounds this year. Make sure that your resolution is not just something for you, but it's something that God wants of you and that's where prayer comes in is praying god what areas in my life do i need to improve on there's a there's a great little program and, and i'll actually i'll post a link to this too in the show notes um wesley john wesley had these 22 questions that he would ask himself mm-hmm. and you want to talk about a great way to reflect on your life and your spirituality man pray over those 22 questions there's all sorts of uh, really Deep, deep stuff. And one of them, actually, I think, is like, do I gossip? Uh, questions like, can I be trusted? Um, is Christ real to me? Is the final one. So pray over it. Think about, you know, a- ask God to to reveal to you what areas you're weak in, what areas you need to grow in, and make sure that when you're pursuing a goal, it's not just what everybody else is doing. It's not just trying the new fad diet, but it's really something God's wanting of you. And to be fair, it could be weight loss. If you're just really unhealthy or something, then like maybe God just wants you to take better care of your body. But do it for that reason, not because you, know, you just really want to or everyone else is doing it. Well, any thoughts on praying over your resolutions?
0: It's always good to bring the spiritual into whatever you're trying to do in the other realms because our spirituality is not individual of everything else. Like it's it's all encompassing. So it does certainly help when we pray over things like that to make sure that we're holding ourselves to the standard that God's calling us to be. Because we could very easily make a resolution that in the big picture doesn't matter. Like we could make a decision and God's just like, neat cool I guess is it glorifying <laughs> me okay is it really making a difference in your community is it like what where's the help in all of this Something's, so bringing God into that can be helpful
1: yeah some things aren't necessarily bad they're just not beneficial
0: either yeah yeah some things are just like they're neutral where it's like that's that's fine I guess but is it good eh.
1: And I think that that kind of leads us into the last point. And, and this, is a, this is a really big one, I think, too, is make sure that you stick to it. There's a lot to be said for being a person of your word. Uh, just in general, in the secular world, people like people who are people of their word. That's a lot of people in that sentence. But in general, we like it when people actually stick to what they say they're going to do. Do the same for yourself. If you tell yourself, I am going to... Then do it. Let your yes be yes. You know, that's the that's the biblical mantra that Jesus provides. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. If you say I'm not going to eat sugar for the next six months, don't eat sugar. The same way that you would you would keep your word for someone else, keep it for yourself. But this is where I also want to tie it back into this idea of praying over it and making sure it's something between you and God, is when you make your resolutions, if you're doing something that you feel God is calling you to do then remember that your resolution isn't just something for you. It's not just a self-improvement project.
0: Yeah.
1: It's between you and God. And so when you promise God, hey, I'm going to spend 15 minutes every single day with you in prayer, make sure you do it. If you say, God, I'm going to give you a Sabbath every day this year, or every day, I wish, a Sabbath every week this year, then make sure you do it. Make sure that you're living up to your commitments, not just to yourself, but also to God. Well, any final thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, make sure you stick to it. It's why I hate it at just New Year's, because when we we all agree to a day and then we all have our quitting day. Because we we all make that decision. We're socially conditioned. New Year's Day, that's when we it truly is social conditioning. And then we get to this point and we're like, oh, everybody else has given up on theirs. So it's really easy to give up on mine. Don't fall into that trap. Make the decision and stick to it. Have your accountability between other people and hold that accountable with God. Just do it.
1: Really, I think if there's one message for this episode, it's New Year's resolutions are great. But they don't have to happen just on New Year's resolutions can be done any time of year. And as Christians, we can use these moments of self-reflection and of self-improvement as more than just a way to accomplish our personal projects. Offer these times to God, offer these commitments to God and and ask Him, what do you want of me? Rather than just looking to say, what do I want of me? Give those moments to God. And when you say you're going to do it, Whatever you say you're going to do, make sure you stick to it. Thanks again for listening this week. We'd like to give a special thank you to Travis D'Amato for both our theme music and sound editing. If you like either, you can find and contact him at D'AmatoMusic93 on Instagram. That's D-A-M-A-T-O Music93. Remember to follow us on social media at Everyday Faith Podcast. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to share it. We're always looking for feedback to help us grow, and we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening to the Everyday Faith Podcast.